We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to another episode of Outside the Trenches. We appreciate you for joining us here live. For those of that are joining us or those that are listening after the fact, we appreciate you spending part of your day with us. I'm BJ Kissel, joined as always by six-year NFL veteran, former K-State All-American and Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints, Nick Leckie, along with our fearless podcast producer and leader behind the scenes one tucker franklin we are going to break down and give you guys all of the latest on the COVID updates along with the pro bowl snubs and we'll get in a little bit to the game that the chiefs have on sunday figure out who's going to play in this game on sunday against the pittsburgh steelers it is going to be a game that ends up being important regardless of how we get there this game at the end of it does have a lot of implications and we are going to talk through a lot of those but before we get to all of that we want to thank everyone again whether you're watching on facebook twitch youtube twitter uh and again everyone who's listening after the fact on after the fact on Apple or Spotify, we appreciate it. And we appreciate our sponsor, Jack Stack Barbecue. And if you're looking for a last minute Christmas gift, purchase a $100 gift card and give it to somebody for the holidays from Jack Stack Barbecue. And they will send you a $20 bonus gift card to use for yourself. You can find the link to how to do that in our comment section right now. So again, looking for a last minute gift. Barbecue is always a good option. Guys, before we get into the show, Quick, quick rundown on on how you're feeling with the holidays right around the corner. Nick, I know you've got kids. How how are you prepared for this this Christmas? Are you ready for this? No, <clears throat> no, I'm not. Um, you know, okay. due to supply chain issues and the the Omicron variant, right? There will be delays in in Santa Claus making it everywhere. No, I'm kidding because you know we do online shopping. Um, you know, I'm as ready for as can. Um, you know, just weird time right now for sure there's there's a lot of questions my kids are asking me about santa being tested for covid and wearing a mask and he's mm. spreading stuff like that you see it on social and like those are very real questions uh that we have going on but uh we'll get into all that tucker uh yeah how are you prepared for this? i was trying to think of a joke in a young joke. i couldn't think of anything real quick but just how are you ready for this christmas are you excited to to go you know find your stocking under the yeah under the fireplace I'm excited for Santa to come, but those are all those are all really good questions by your kids, BJ. I'm impressed that they're just like, well, you know, what, what about this? Yeah. yeah. 
He's he's a thinker. He really is. He he gets into those things. But no, I, I'm impressed by that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm I'm ready for for Christmas. My, one of my favorite holidays. I just wish that there'd be some snow on the ground. That would really get me in the holiday spirit. I don't know if you've seen anything on Twitter. National Weather Service has tweeted out a couple of like charts. It's like here's your chances of a white Christmas. It's just like no and no in red and stuff like that. So it's like uh, I I really enjoy those. They're kind of getting in the trolling spirit. Um, but no, I'm ready for Christmas. Just ready to enjoy the holidays with the fam. I, I would like to point out something. Tucker got a glow up. Tucker, Tucker on here looking, looking smooth as silk right now with the hoodie and the glasses and, and the, and the beanie. It's my time. And Matthew DJ and I are like schmucks, man. This dude's rocking it right now. I just want to ask, I apologize for the next 30 seconds for anybody listening on Apple or Spotify has no idea what we're talking about. But Nick, you look very cold. Are you okay down there? Oh no, I'm because... good. It's like, it's like a thin workout hoodie. No, this is mm-hmm. I'm I'm good. Okay. I'm like um for anyone listening, Nick's got his hoodie up and it's kind of like pulled down over his face a little bit. So I'm, you can I'm, just I'm barefoot. It, it's nice in the basement. It's perfect uh basement temperature right now in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, let's let's get into this this show and this game because there's a lot to get to with this, and there's going to be some takes on this one because it's going to lead into some bigger discussions. Uh, let's start with the COVID update because that's yeah. what all anyone is talking about nationally uh, regarding Kansas City. Uh, it's kind of like COVID watch. Uh, who tested positive? Who didn't test positive? Hopefully no more positive cases. But Tucker, can you give us the, the latest update on both the Chiefs and the Steelers and where we stand going into Sunday's game? Yeah, so some good news coming out of Chiefs camp today. Uh, at the time we were recording this on Thursday, there were no positive cases according to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. So no positive cases out of the Chiefs, no positive cases yesterday, I believe, too. But Mike Rimmers was added to the list. Might have been a close contact, not sure kind of how. The, they don't really specify that very well uh, on how they're added to the list. But Josh Gordon was also activated off of it. So Josh Gordon came off, Mike Rimmers went on. So you look at the the list now, you got Tyreek Hill, Mike Rimmers, Kyle Long, Lucas Niang, Nick Bolton, Armani Watts, Rashad Fitton, Blake Bell, Travis Kelsey, Harrison Butker, who has already been declared out for the game, Charvarius Ward, Garrick Dieter, Willie Gay, and Chris Jones. As of the uh, the release of the transaction report yesterday, um, because we don't know the transaction report until four o'clock on Thursday, um, on who who is who is going to be uh, in there. But out uh, they, I, the chat saying that Chris Jones was seen at practice today, so that's good. That's a good sign for him. His ten day period was up. I know it's a little tricky with Chris Jones because everyone's going to be wanting to know when can these guys come back. Chris right. Jones and 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 Willie Gay were all underneath that, or not Willie Gay. Chris Jones and uh, yeah, no, it was Willie Gay. It was under mm-hmm. the old protocol. Um, so they had to do with the old protocol. Everybody else is the new protocol. So you kind of had uh, both of those. Those guys had to have two tests uh, within 48 hours or something. I think it was 48 hours. Uh, two two negative tests, 48 hours. They come back, 10-day period. Chris Jones' 10-day window was up, so um, he should be able to come back soon. It uh, looks like uh, Brendan Holacek here. He says Herbie Teope just said Chris Jones is back at practice. So great news. So for these new guys. So these Tyreek Hill, these Travis Kelsey, these guys that you're really going to be wanting back. Lucas Nang's another guy you really want back too. But they just need one negative test if they are vaccinated. One negative test with asymptomatic um, conditions. So they have to not be showing symptoms and they get one negative test, they can come back. So that means really on Saturday, if they're feeling, if they're feeling fine, they take a test, they're negative, they can be activated Sunday morning. Um, okay. So uh, that's, that's going to be kind of... <laughs> The, the timeline because 
the Chiefs are really going to be the guinea pig in how this all works out. I think that uh, Tom Pelissero kind of <laughs> laid that out, and he's like, they're going to, the Chiefs are going to be the team to see, hey, does this return to play protocol work? We're going to find out because the Chiefs have 14 guys now on this list. A couple of them are practice squad guys, but uh, it's there's, been rough. There's so much to unpack here, but I laugh because, first of all, we don't, while we're all in new territory here, including how this stuff is kind of, you know, reported publicly. And I know like people make jokes of HIPAA and now like so many people have made jokes of what HIPAA actually is that I don't even think I know exactly what you can or can't say, but I just laugh when people ask about like showing symptoms for people that are close contact, because if I understand it correctly, they can't be around people. So when Andy Reid gets up to talk to the media and they're like, you know, so-and-so test positive, is he asymptomatic? And we just be like, I don't know. I'm not around him. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we're not going to get that part of it. So it, it's funny that you say that Tom Pelissero called this what's going to be the guinea pig in this whole process. Uh, but part of me hates all of this because it's affecting the game. And if they're not you know, showing symptoms and it's different than what it was before, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but it's just it's changing and we have to adapt as as things are changing and the information is changing. But part of me also is thinking that 90 day rule. Like we can just get everybody herd immunity, like just get a minute. Everybody's asymptomatic. Everybody feels fine, but just be done with it. And then we don't have to worry about it in the playoffs because that's my next question for you, Nick, as Tucker, thank you for the update, but let's decide now if we're going to be okay at the end of the season or in the playoffs. If someone like Josh Allen, or I don't know if he's an example, like a Patrick Mahomes, like heaven forbid, like some key players out for the AFC title game or division game, because they test positive and they're not in that window or whatever that looks like. If it helps the chiefs hurt the chiefs, like we should just have the discussion now. If we're going to be okay with that because we all know we won't be, if it hurts the chiefs and we will be, if it means they don't have to play a starting quarterback or some key player. You know, I, I liked, I like this new protocol that we're in. Uh, I'm essentially calling it the playoff protocol. Cause that's what it is. You know, it's like, you know, more of this 10 day window automatic cloud. It's like, it's more common sense. It's more pragmatic. It's more logical. It's like, asymptomatic, negative test, boom, cleared to go. And, and that's the, uh, the gentleman's agreement going on now. And that's what's best for TV. And that's what's best for teams. So that's what's going to happen. And I like how it's being tested this Sunday, you know, three o'clock, four o'clock game versus Pittsburgh. This will be a playoff light game. You know, th- this has a lot of implications for both teams and, and it's going to be a great game. So you got, you know, veteran quarterbacks or veteran defenses. Um, this is going to be a big test too. For Kansas City, I didn't yeah. really even get into the to the Steelers side of the COVID stuff either because the Chiefs just have so much. The Chiefs aren't the only team dealing with this too. I think it's worth mentioning that you know J.C. Treader was a was a, who's the NFLPA president tested positive today too, and the Steelers have Marcus Allen, Zach Banner, Devin Bush, who's their stud linebacker, their Mike linebacker, who's going to get everybody lined up. He's gonna he's on the COVID list, so the Chiefs aren't the only team dealing with this. And and kind of to your question, BJ, I mean the same thing. Is it like? It's going to be different. It's going to be interesting to see how this protocol lays out for teams when it comes to the playoffs. 24-hour window, right? Like, can you say yeah. like – it's, like- it's hard. It's subjective. You're talking about asymptomatic. You're relying right. on players to self-report symptoms. Exactly. Is that where we're at? Like, It's like okay. self-reporting an injury, right? Like, like Yeah, they used to self-report like, you know, injuries back in the day. Like concussions were all self-reported back when you played, Nick, right? 
you didn't have to force the NFL to have a guy in the press box and point at people and like physically <laughs> remove them from the field. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there, so. yeah. What's, what's the Chappelle skit, right? The fifth, I'm not going to turn on myself. Yeah. To not play. <laughs> Absolutely. Of all the amendments, right? All right, let's, let's move on to the next one. Cause this one's going to get me a little fired up and Nick, I know you've got takes on the pro bowl uh, is the teams were announced and Tucker, if you want to go through the list, the only one I want to talk about is Creed Humphrey. But if you could give us the rundown of the 14 players that were overall named on that list, there were six players that were listed as starters. And for the sake of the rest of this podcast, we'll either call them starters or they will be referred to as being on the original ballot because that is a very clear distinction um, that will need to be understood as we continue on this discussion. But... Nick's already like prepared. Like, like what where is he going with this album of the year? Right. I I absolutely know that you did not read the newsletter this morning, or you know exactly where I was going <laughs> with all of this. Um, Hold out. But what six starters and eight and eight <laughs> tough and eight alternates um, listed to the Pro Bowl. Tucker, can you go through the six starters for the Chiefs in the Pro Bowl first? Yeah, so you had uh, Patrick Mahomes, you had Travis Kelsey. Um, I pulled off the whole AFC roster, so now I got to pick them off. I thought you wanted me to say the whole AFC roster. Do the whole roster. Uh, nope. Tyron Matthew. To me. So, yeah, I, I think that a lot of people, when they talk about Pro Bowl snubs, too, is you got to take into consideration of like how many people get picked for each position. I know the big one was Nick Bolton that people were talking about. You only have, you only have two. Uh, linebackers that that get picked. So, uh, quarterback wise, it's Herbert, Mahomes, Lamar, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon for running backs, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen for wide receivers, tight ends Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. I don't think there are any surprises there. Offensive tackle Rashawn Slater, Orlando Brown, Deion Dawkins, uh, offensive guard Quentin and Nelson, Joel Batin. Oh, Betonio. Betonio. Yes. Wow. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Wyatt Teller. Uh, Brown's getting both of their guards in there. Love to see that. Center, Corey Lindsley, Ryan Kelly. Fullback, Patrick Ricard. Uh, on defense, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, Trey Hendrickson. Interior lineman, DeForest Buckner, Chris Jones, and Cameron Hayward. Uh, outside linebacker, TJ Watt, Joey Bosa, Matthew Judon. Here's the inside middle linebacker, Darius Leonard, and Dizel Perryman. Um, cornerback, JC Jackson, Zaven Howard. Denzel Warden, Kenny Moore, free safety, Kevin Byard, strong safety, Derwin James, and Tyron Matthew. Um, long snapper, Luke Rhodes, punter, A.J. Cole, Tommy Townsend. Stop. Stop with the specialists. We don't announce. Yeah. Unless oh it's God. Tommy Townsend. We get let's just get to the to the the point here, which is Creed Free got snubbed. And I'm gonna make a little case here, Nick, and then you tell me where my logic is wrong and how I'm thinking about this. Cause I'm going to, I'm not going to rant Swanson, but it might be close. So let's rant start with, Swanson. let's talk. Let's first talk about Creed season top and vote getter among all NFL centers. Number one in pro bowl voting. No. Okay. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. He's the top rated center according to pro football focus across all football, AFC, NFC rookies, veterans, everything. Number one rated center, according to the anal the analytics site that we use when we want to, Pro Football Focus. When it proves our point, we use those stats. Uh, much like Pro Bowl <laughs> numbers down the road, and I'll get back to that here in a minute. Started every game, played more snaps than any other center in the AFC or in the NFC. 
more snaps than any other center played in the entire league. Has allowed one hit on Patrick Mahomes all season. Whew. One sack allowed. And again, this is for the Kansas City Chiefs who have had a target on their back the entire season. Let's not pretend that we can't take that kind of context into consideration that he's not playing really high level for the Jaguars or for bad teams. I understand the two guys that got in above him both play on good teams that are fighting for playoff spots as well. And this is not to dunk on them. This is not negative. Neither was the newsletter today. It's not about those guys not deserving this. This is about what Creed has done this season. But all of those stats, all of the analytics tell you he's been the best player. When we say it doesn't matter, it bothers me, Nick, when people make that because there are real incentives for going to the Pro Bowl. Players do get paid to go. And it is a free vacation for players. Mitch Schwartz tweeted about it last night, and I've heard that take before. But the other point, and I was texting with a few people about this last night, is that we use Pro Bowls in a very tangible way. It might not be right that we do, but it's used on like Hall of Fame voting. All of a sudden, the player's got three Pro Bowls, and that beat writer gets up to state his case for that guy. And he goes, he made three Pro Bowls in his career. That doesn't hit as well as he made five Pro Bowls in his career. Like that stuff does start to have real matters and there are incentives in real contracts that matter that you're on the original ballot. So if we're going to pretend that it doesn't matter, then stop having real incentives that have real like consequences for it being wrong. I remember talking about this with Tomba Ali. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite. He was laughing in 2015 when he made the Pro Bowl because he was basically a part-time player. He had six and a half sacks. He was like 40th in the league, 39th in the league in sacks. And he made the Pro Bowl. And he made it off name recognition because it's just kind of understood that you make it a couple of years after you deserve it and you don't make it quite when you do deserve it. But when there are real consequences, take those out. We can't keep having it both ways. Either take the actual money incentives out of it if we're going to treat it like it doesn't matter um, or just turn it into something completely different or start from scratch and redo the player voting. I've, I kind of know how that system works. It could be better. So that's where I'm coming from is, and I'm sorry, but like either take the incentives that have real consequences out of it. It's not fair to the player when they're asked and they're supposed to treat it like, oh, it doesn't really matter, even though it could have just taken money out of an incentive out of a contract. When you talk about rookie first round picks, it absolutely matters because guys, all of a sudden they get guaranteed certain uh, dollar amounts on their fifth year, uh, that fifth year option. If you make a pro bowl as a first round pick on a rookie deal. It, like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars could be affected. So that's my case of let's stop saying that it doesn't matter, but has real consequences. Just pick a side. Yeah. And I'll say one thing, then I got to get my power cord, my laptop. <laughs> this is the amateur hour. Um, I, I, I always thought it was funny as an offensive lineman, you know, we, we, we get together. Yeah. I agree with you, uh, Ira. Um, he was Rob. Um, that, you know, you get together before meetings and you'd vote on, you know, everybody. And, and I, I always felt like offensive linemen should get to vote on just the front seven. So you should vote on, on, you know, D linemen and, and linebackers, because I honestly, I, I, I'd be in there and I'd be like, I'd be like, Hey guys, like, I'd be like, Hey, Hey, who are the good corners right now? Who are the good DBs? And uh, they would know. And as an offensive lineman, you know, you see D lineman, you see O lineman, you see linebackers, you watch that play through the year. So you know who's trash and who's legit. And, you know, you could take yeah. out that pettiness. You know, some people be like, hey, don't vote for this guy. It'll help our guy. No, man, just straight up vote, you know? And it's like the fan vote, 
the fan vote bothers me. It's like, okay, who's got the most wins? Who's the marquee player? Vote on that person. Like it's just it's ridiculous. But yeah, I feel like it should be like players vote for who you, who you face against. So O line vote for D line, D line vote for O line, that kind of stuff. You got the best gauge on that. Yeah, and you yeah. can't vote for guys that are in the same agency or guys you went to college with or guys yeah. that you no. train in the off season like with. Truth. Like there's all kinds of reasons be why. Be like a true thing. Be like, like a true. That's thing. my guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Be like this guy's legit. This guy's not. Like Ryan Lildra probably gave Nick Leckie a couple votes for the Pro Bowl back in the day. <laughs> Stop it. No, <laughs> no, see, uh, it's, it's so interesting because the NFL does this too with the, the player list that they put out where it just seems like it's yeah. <laughs> just a little off. Um, so it's, it's really interesting to how the players kind of the, and the player voting and the fan voting, if, if you're not really going to make fan voting that big of a deal, then why, why do you have it? That's it, kind of one of the things that, that I think about. I do think that like the whole structure needs to be changed and, and everything, but, yeah, it's it's a shame that he didn't make it. I've got I've got more thoughts on the whole Pro Bowl roster, but I'm gonna save that for later. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I just again it's the you can't have it both ways. And then again, right. we sit here and talk about it. We talk about Pro Bowl snubs, and then we move on to the next thing collectively as a social media NFL Twitter being, just move on to the next thing to get upset about. And everyone just stops talking about it. And unless there's a lot of pressure around fixing something, you're not gonna fix it. But I wrote about it again. It's a it's free to everybody who unlocked it. So you can go read and I put some more links in there uh, and more tweets from different players and different people around the league and their thoughts on it. And again, it's just kind of one of those things where everyone understands that it's a joke, but it really does have some consequences. And some fans don't want to hear that, you know, those players get paid so much money anyway. Yada, yada, yada. like they're human beings <laughs> like they're talking about a, a work incentive uh, dangled in front of you. And then it's like snatched away for something that you're then told doesn't matter. And you can't say, Hey, this kind of stinks without being labeled as selfish in a lot of ways. So it kind of damned if you do damned, if you don't, but maybe it's time we fix that. Uh, but anyway, no matter which way you look at it, Creed Humphrey is absolutely deserving to be among the best players in the league. And for a young player, uh, this is the last point that I'll make on that. Welcome uh, back, Nick. But the last point that I'll make on that is we can make a joke about it. And one of the things that Mitch Schwartz said that I think is cool to hear that perspective is that it's also a really cool experience for any player, young player, older player, just to go spend a few days around the other best players, some of the best players in the league in like a vacation setting. And I've told the story before about, and it granted secondhand because I wasn't there. It always happened at the same time as senior bowl. And I was always at the senior bowl, but at the pro bowl, when Travis Kelsey was sitting down talking with like Tony Gonzalez, and just having that kind of like sit down social kind of like back, like not bromance, but that little, like, just, this is how you become a leader. This is my advice to you. And that was kind of the context of that conversation of Tony Gonzalez telling Kelsey, like, Hey, it was too late in my career before I felt like I had a platform to stand on. Like I found that out probably two or three years later after I had already had the platform and it was too late. So don't feel like you can't as a young player step up and have, you know, a bunch of other alphas in that room respect what you have to say. And like, I, I remember that conversation that happened by going to the pro bowl with Travis Kelsey. So you want guys like Creed Humphrey to get that experience to go be around those other veterans because that will serve him well. And it's a cool experience for him. Yeah. And to make the pro bowl as a rookie too. Yeah. Exactly. But it won't matter because they're not going to be there. Right. So that chiefs are going to be playing in it and, if the chiefs are going to be playing it Tucker, it's because one of 
well, they have to win some of these games down the stretch. And let's talk about that game against the Steelers on yeah. Sunday. 325 kick at Arrowhead Stadium, the last game uh, of the regular season scheduled for Arrowhead. Um, granted, whoever gets on the field, it could we could date ourselves like five minutes after the show ends if somebody else gets COVID that maybe isn't vaccinated. But should we be afraid of the Steelers, Tucker? No, I don't think so. I think that the offense is kind of of stagnant. The Steelers' offense, I should say, is is kind of stagnant. So uh, it doesn't really scare me all that much. And the the Chiefs are uh, going to reportedly activate Chris Jones off of the COVID list, according to Nate Taylor. He just uh, hit the old the old tweet deck. I just saw it come up a little bit ago. So that's going to help um, if they can get you know Willie Gay back on, on the field. That that's going to help as well. So. The way the defense has been playing once they get those guys they missed last week, where the defense didn't look all that great last week, but they were missing Legereus Sneed, Chris Jones, Willie Gay. If they get those guys back, I'm confident they can kind of pick up the pace, get after Big Ben. Uh, Big Ben's as mobile as a tree, so that doesn't really scare me. And and they don't really have any receiving weapons outside of Deontay Johnson, who can take the lid off the top of the defense. But what they like to do a lot is kind of – you know, give it to him in the flat with Chase Claypool in the flat and kind of let them work from there. So uh, the Chiefs are a really good open field tackling team. When when I, when I think of that, about that that defense or about the Chiefs defense like going up against the Steelers offense, nothing really scares me all that much in, in all honesty. But once you kind of flip to the other side of the ball with, with not having Travis Kelsey or, or Tyreek Hill, that becomes a little tricky. You know, McCole Hardman's going to kind of, you would assume, assume that – assume twice but he would he would assume that role of of Tyreek Hill of trying to take the top off the defense running those you know those get out routes those deep routes that kind of he was drafted to do so that's kind of exciting to see uh, what he could potentially do you're gonna have Josh Gordon he's been activated so kind of hopefully he has a breakout game and the Chiefs might just keep it on the ground honestly if you if you look at it they're gonna have Clyde knock on wood they're gonna have Clyde and Daryl right as of now and they might just run the football because I think that they can get some movement up front with it with the offensive line they're not like like I mentioned the Steelers are gonna be without Devin Bush who's gonna be a big guy in getting alignment they will still have Minka Fitzpatrick so if you're gonna throw the ball if you're Patrick Mahomes you think okay what side of the field is Minka Fitzpatrick on okay I'm gonna throw it to the other side of the field um because that's kind of what you look for in that yeah yeah, they've got some horses up front on the defensive side. Uh, Cam Hayward has just always been one of those guys that's given yeah. the Chiefs all kinds of problems. Um, but, Nick, what do you think? Should the Chiefs be worried about the Steelers? Always. Um, I know that um, they they sort of exposed uh, Nashville uh, for, for who they were, you know, minus uh, Derrick Henry. Like, that's, that's who I think the Titans are. I, I think the Titans were, were sort of – not really coasting, but they were sort of riding that momentum from Derrick Henry and not really playing decent teams. And Pittsburgh was like, you know, they made one good stop at the end to, to seal that game. And it was a hell of a tackle. You know, I don't think you make it one out of one out of a hundred times. Uh, but I think the the defense for, for Pittsburgh is, you know, wh- where they make their money at. And they rely on, you know, big bodying, uh, you know, some crossing, some funky, funky defensive looks. Like you get in a third and seven plus versus Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, nobody's got their hand in the dirt. What are you doing? You can't do this. And it's all this, this you know, amorphous blob or whatever. And I think, I think the Chiefs offensive line is built to play teams like Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh's mm-hmm. always drafting these big body D linemen. Um, and don't factor in wild card 
is is notes from a former Steeler who is now on the Chiefs, Ingram, right? right. So like, hey man, right. I, I know Watt likes this little inside move, and and he could simulate some of that stuff to give you know this offense line a little bit of extra help. So fear him, yes. Um, just to, but the then also to me the factor is too. And to Tucker's point, will the Chiefs commit to running the ball with yeah. the two-headed hydra that they have? And they can't. Andy Reid's been asked that question they throughout can't. his entire career. <laughs> it doesn't matter who, from Brian Westbrook all the way to LaShawn McCoy, like that question has been asked by everyone yeah. ever, every time. And I don't think it's, I think it's always going to be just like a secondary piece. You know, they, they use the passing game a lot to set mm-hmm. up the run. Uh, and as part of like an extension of their running game in a lot of ways. But Nick, I actually like your point of the, it seemed like the Steelers, and I always think of Cam Hayward, always gave us problems because he was just big and physical. But we'd always had smaller, you know, offensive line. That's not to say LDT wasn't a great player, but he was an athletic guy who got out in space. Like Trey Smith is a different kind of animal physically. Like he, his strengths and the way that you would describe him as a player is different than LDT. And so I think to your point, uh, Joe Tooney and, or excuse me, Joe Thune, uh and Trey Smith uh, feel a little bit better. Uh, and obviously Creed Humphrey, who we've been talking about. Uh, and then the other thing that you mentioned is Najee Harris. And I actually tweeted at Ken Swanson the other day because one of my, I guess, hot takes, I didn't see it with Najee coming out and I haven't seen it this season. I just don't see a really explosive athlete. Like I just think he's big, he's fast. And, and again, that could be like hot take. For me, but this screams Nick Bolton game. Everybody plays, and if it works out that way, they're both out there. Much like we did going into the Titans game, where we said like Derrick Henry, like this is a game that Nick Bolton is going to shine with Najee Harris. You have people down there saying he's banged up, he's not real explosive right now. And I said, right now, like that that looks like he has all season. But looking into this one, I see uh, Nick Bolton having a really good game because uh, Tucker, to your point, Ben being a tree, he just doesn't move. Uh, at all and if the Chiefs get everybody back and Melvin and uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones is back and able to play is the only hesitancy or only problem I saw with the Chiefs defense is against the Chargers everything starts with pressure and they didn't get any on Justin Herbert so it doesn't matter how good you are in the back and you can't cover for five seconds uh, if there's no pressure so Chris Jones gets back up in there Uh, we've seen the Steelers offensive line struggle to protect Ben Roethlisberger this year um We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So guys, Fairway Independent Mortgage makes the home loan process as simple as possible by guiding you through every step, just as they've done for the past 25 years. Call Jennifer Dixon at 816-390-8898. That's 816-390-8898. Great rates, a focus on customer service, and the fastest turn times in the industry. That is Fairway Independent Mortgage. Guys, time for Tucker's favorite segment, Tucker's Crown Prime Beef of the Week. Presented by our friends at Jack Stack Barbecue. Tucker, what's going on on social media? What's your beef of the week this week? Well, I think that there's there's a few different beefs. There's not just like one big beef. You know, it's like the taste of Kansas City plate. You have a bunch of different beefs on that plate. Um, so I think that there's a lot going on. Yesterday, my big beef was with the Missouri Tigers football team losing that game the way it did. That kind of hurt me a lot. Um, but I, yeah, this isn't a Missouri Tigers podcast, so I won't go into that. But they just they just hurt me. Just go to my I Twitter. I think it was respectful of you guys to lose. That's a weird yeah. take, but like you just. In the Armed Forces Bowl, I you don't think beat Army in the Armed right. Forces Bowl. You don't beat Navy. You don't beat any of those. It's not patriotic. Forces. Yeah, you beat them. Like, it's disrespectful. Drink loves the troops. It, I think that's all we can say is that Missouri Tigers fans love the troops. Um, but but another big beef that I have is uh, Tommy Townsend not getting on the mm. the list. Ah, people are talking about snubs with Creed. My goodness, Tommy Kent. Tommy has a boot. I was talking to Tommy actually a little bit this week, kind of about uh, not making the Pro Bowl and everything like that. I, I had a tweet about uh, the Chiefs uh, COVID list looking like a Pro Bowl list. And he said, I didn't make that list either. And I was oh, like, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right, Tommy. Uh, that's not what I meant. And he's like, I know. But no, I think that I think that that's kind of just bad. And, and I'm just big beefing with COVID right now. Like, when are you gonna Tucker's be had done? Tucker has had it with COVID. When are you gonna? I'm just. I want some precedented times for Christmas. That's what I want. I don't want any more unprecedented times. I want something I know already. But no, I'm just tired of it affecting. You know, the NHL put their put their games on pause. The NBA is dealing with it. The NFL is dealing with it. The country as a whole is dealing with it. I'm just tired of it. That is this week's crown prime beef rib tucker's beef of the week yep i mean just tucker's had it with covid shoot or shoot right tucker tucker just he put his sights on everything man it was like i'm saying guess what big dog i'm going after you omnicron you listening to me if he didn't have that arm on that mic it would have dropped as soon as he said taste of kansas (laughs) city it was over we should when he did that's my favorite order man now i'm trying to figure out how i can incorporate wings into my you know the uh some wings in that thing fire kissed wings you'll figure it out um but it do uh mark the day december 23rd 2021 is the day that tucker has officially had it with covid he's over this was the line and this is already had over it all right That that was the best beef that we i have no response Getting Thank rid of COVID would make Tucker happy. It would. What makes Nick happy? A good happy hour. And you know yeah. who has a great happy hour? Yeah. Jack Stack Barbecue. 
that wasn't even close to as good as Tucker. Tucker, you're doing all the transitions from now on, <laughs> but that was, yeah, we are going to go into Blind Nil because we know Nick loves it. Blind Nil, and everybody listening to the show knows that Nick loves Blind Nil. So, Nick, we're going to start with you with this week's Blind Nil. And yes, go out there, spend some time with your family. But if you do want to go to a Jack Stack happy hour, all of the happy hours at all six locations around Kansas City are consistent. The menus are consistent. Go and get all kinds of the great barbecue, drink specials, all the good stuff. If you want to get outside with the family or go get away from your family a little bit, go to Jack Stack Barbecue. Their happy hour is awesome. Nick, what is your blind nil segment for us this week? My blind nil is just picturing me eating crown prime, a bite of crown prime rib with my hands and then a spoonful of the pit beans back to the, the, the crown prime rib and then some cheesy corn. It's like a palate cleanse. That's like my like jump to meal. All right. My blind nil. Who do you fear most? An ascendant youth in Joe Burrow or an aging veteran who's playing for his last year and playing for next year, playing for this year too, you know, a little bit of both to get one last win as a, um, as a stealer in Big Ben. Right now, live, this week, then next week, who do you fear most? You know, a, 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 a Senate youth in Burrow at home or at his, in his cave? Or at Arrowhead playoff atmosphere at three o'clock with a motivated vet. Yeah, that's that's a good question, Nick. Um, I think I know I just got done trashing Big Ben just like ten minutes ago, and <laughs> I will always trash Big Ben. I've never been a huge Big Ben fan. Uh, that, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, but I do think that I would be more scared of Joe Burrow if he had a decent offensive line. Um, his offensive line is not the best. I think the Chiefs can really get after Joe Burrow, and I know that's in that's kind of in his his dojo is what you not that word you said, but I think I like that one better. Um, it's it's in it's in Joe Burrow's jungle because they're the Bengals. So, but I do like the Chiefs' chances against both of the quarterbacks. But I just think the Big Ben of like he's been there, he knows what to do. He can take the check down and not worry about it, and he can. He can do the flip pass to Najee Harris and be okay with it. Uh, I think that he knows also what he's not good at anymore. I, he knows that he doesn't probably have the mobility and the arm strength. He still tries it every now and again. You see him, the turf monster kind of coming up and get him. But I think that I am uh, honestly more scared of of, uh, of Big Ben just because of his experience and the, the Bengals offensive line doesn't scare me all that much either. Wow. I couldn't disagree more. There's nothing about Ben Roethlisberger that scares me and even the slightest bit because of what, what? he's doing in that team. Joe Burrow doesn't know how good he is yet. Like He doesn't even know how That's good right. he can be yet. He can move. Jamar Chase is an absolute stud. Uh, Deontay Johnson makes a lot of mistakes on the field, and I like Deontay Johnson coming out. I thought he was a great player. I like him as a player, as a talent. Uh, it's kind of the same thing with Chase Claypool. And then he's kind of uh, got his own deal going on, but as a physical specimen out on the field, yes, he's a weapon, but Ben Rock Roethlisberger can't move that game. We're going to call that a game last week. That was tough to yeah. watch. Like they, he can't move. He doesn't have the arm strength. And if you're not mobile, he was always tough to bring down with the way that the chiefs get after it up front. If they have all their horses, they've got Chris Jones, you got Frank Clark, you're going to get pressure on him. And they're just not going to function as a team. At least Joe Burrow can move side to side in some kind of way. I just I couldn't have less. I, it would be really tough for me to be a Steelers fan right now and watch the football mm. games. 
with as bad as he's playing. I don't care how Stuff good he used to be. Wow. Trent Green was a great player once too. I'm not going to get him a helmet out there and say, go out there and play football right now. Don't give me that look, Nick. Like Ben well, Roethlisberger's hey, toast. He is I would done. like to say, like a tree, Ben Roethlisberger is still a little bit tough to take down. He's got mm-hmm. some heft to him. Yeah, but he used to have the arm strength to then make you pay while he was standing there. Now he just stands there and waits for you to tackle him. Hey, (laughs) think about this. Think about this. Fun fact. I was drafted in 2004. Okay. Um, Quarterback class. Phillip Rivers. Good one. Eli Manning. Ben Roethlisberger. Wow. As a junior, Miami of Ohio. Remember him waiting in the draft room? That was 04. Huh. And so you have a soft did. spot for Ben. Um, I remember I remember overhearing some scouts at the senior bowl because Ben Roethlisberger showed up because he was a junior, couldn't play. And they're like, oh my God, it's Ben Roethlisberger. He ran, he ran like a four, six, seven or something like that. So they were sweating him. So I, I knew he's got the speed. And he, he's bigger. He looks like a damn old lineman, too. He's big. <laughs> and he he still got some moves like Jaggers. Don't don't let it fool you know. Father Time's catching up to him, but he's still got some tricks up his sleeve. You know, he becomes a crafty veteran at this point. He's bad. He's a bad football player right wow. now. <laughs> that's, that's my that's he's my not take. motivated. He's just not motivated. And you're right. He's I, getting- I did think it was funny early, earlier this year. They came out and it was like Ben Roethlisberger secretly telling people inside the organization this may be his last year. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> like that's just he's yeah. not just yeah, he's still a Hall of Fame player. It's not disrespecting yeah. like what he had done. And maybe not a Hall of Fame person. You can have your takes about that and what's real and what's not. But uh, on the field, absolutely a Hall of Fame player. But the guy right now that's out there, that's really, really hard uh, as a Steelers fan to watch. Because I had trouble watching, <laughs> trying to root for that um, against yeah. against the Titans. But they they got it done. All right, Tucker, let's go, uh, let's go to you for the next blind mill. What do you got for us? Yeah, so we're I'm going to double up on football here. Uh, oh, wow. This is a rarity for this segment. I don't like this. So, so <laughs> if if you were to only get three guys back from the COVID list, well, no, I want to say two actually, uh, one on each side of the ball. Who would you rather have? Ooh, I'm not you, I'll go. You, you I'll go because I can. I, I can picture the people that I know are on it right now. Are we? Are we go. saying Chris Jones is off? Right. Chris Jones. Is, Chris Jones is going to be off. Yes. Nick Taylor has reported okay. Chris Jones is off. Yes. So I'm going Willie Gay and Travis Kelsey. Like, that's I for me. Travis Kelsey is the most important player outside of Patrick Mahomes on the offense. Uh, I don't think that's even close. And then on the defensive side, uh, Willie Gay just as a young, I just want him out there. I want as many reps with Willie Gay next to Nick Bolton as we go into the playoffs because those two guys playing well and getting used to playing next to each other uh, will be really good. And I just want to see Nick Bolton be unleashed to just basically be on Najee Harris the entire game. And the way that Najee is running, I think Nick Bolton is going to be able to chase him down all over the field behind the line of scrimmage even. Nick, what I do you hate, got? I hate how that's the perfect answer. <laughs> I think I think Willie Gay. I think Willie Gay. Um, he's he's a force. You know, he's underrated. He's very underrated as an offensive lineman. Um, when you're trying to run the ball, you know, you talk about like Aaron Donald being um, in your head for pass protection as a center. Like, okay, if, um, if I'm shading, if I'm sliding to this linebacker. Um, but Aaron Donald's on my left. I know I'm not going to full commit because I need to give presence to my left guard on Aaron Donald. 
Um, Willie Gay's the same in the run game, man. I mean, if you're not looking, you know, he'll yeah. he'll knock you over. You know, he brings force in there, and I just love what he he adds flavor to that mm-hmm. defense with with Bolton with Hitch. You know, and, and he's that that run enforcer. And it's like, and then if if I'm thinking about as an old lineman, you bet your ass, I mean, Najee Harris is gonna be looking out for Mr. Willie Gay Jr. too. You know, so he he brings a presence, and with Kelsey. Sometimes this offense needs to it, it starts and stops with Travis. You know, he made that run yep. last week to you know the walk-off, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, he's good for those and he's good for extending possessions. You know, he's good for making him catches to you know to rejuvenate the def- or the offense and to get Patrick going. You know, that's that's let's not get it twisted. Um, you know, Romo had Witten in the red zone and, and Patrick has Travis Kelsey to get things going, to get the offense going. You know, it leads to Travis. Yeah. And uh, Nick, I love what you said about Willie Gay kind of, and I always described it as like the, the conduit on the field, especially for home games between the, the energy of the crowd and what's happening, like tangibly happening on the field. And that he was one of those guys that could kind of funnel energy much like Chris Jones does and gets the crowd going and gets everybody dancing, get everybody going. That's what Willie Gay was all through college. I remember talking about as soon as they drafted him, I was like, he is going to be a fan favorite at Arrowhead just because of, is animated as he plays that plays well at Arrowhead that plays well with Chiefs fans uh, when your defensive guys go out there and make some plays and then get the crowd going because Arrowhead eats that stuff up said it before like Chiefs even doesn't go to Arrowhead to watch a game they go to participate in the mm-hmm. game and players like Willie Gay make that a lot easier for guys to do all right let's move on to the final segment again this is the blind nil segment thanks to our friends at jack stack barbecue and their new happy hour monday through friday from three to six at all six locations in the bar and patio area it's like five dollar baby back ribs stuff like that all kinds of drink specials make sure you get out there all right last segment for blind nil guys this is covid related kind of but tucker you tweeting out your huddle link of all your high school football highlights got me thinking Oh, yeah. Nick, I can tell from your face you have not seen it yet. Tucker put out his high school, like, glory days highlight oh, film. Mixtape. Hold on. Exactly. Nope. Okay, go ahead. I, you got to get this out. I can. You're going to pop. Who Who can we get together, and, and who can I break it down with, man? Can, can I get together with Jeff? <laughs> can I get together yeah. with Jeff and break down yeah. Tucker? Tucker, are you ready for that? I guess. Are you ready for that? Golly, I don't know. Tommy Townsend. Oh my We're gonna get Tommy Townsend to break down Tucker film. Oh man, I want, I want that. That's a segment. Hey, I want to Nick see on Twitter if, if, if the world wants that. I'll do it. I'll be harsh, Tucker, too. Let I us know if do. we want two former NFL players breaking down Tucker's high school <laughs> grainy Hyzer, standard death footage that man. you can kind of figure out who's who. I put spot uh, shadows there, on but, it. It, it got me thinking, you know, with all the COVID, everybody being ruled out, you got guys on the practice squad that, you know, you're going to, if CJ Spiller is going to be starting for the chiefs on Sunday, uh, or they're going to be pulling guys out of retirement there, who knows how far this Omicron could take it. So the question, so the segment is, and Nick, I want to start with you. Give me your best glory days, high school football story. This is, it could be like, it's you playing like on the field. Give me your best, like Texas high school football story. And then Tucker, I want your best glory days moment. Um, uh, my, so I didn't like playing defense. I didn't like playing D lineman at all. 
um, until my senior year when I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fun. You can just be, you know, mm-hmm. a terrorist and just wreck stuff, not worry about anything. This is awesome. <laughs> it's like the opposite of offensive linemen. It's just, it's just controlled. It's chaos. Uh, my best glory days were probably my junior year. Our, our nose guard got hurt. So we're like, Nick, you have to play D lineman. I'm like, damn it. I don't like this. I got like 12 tackles and like one or two sacks in like the third round of playoffs at Texas Stadium versus Greenville. And we won in triple overtime. And then two weeks later, uh, we won the state championship in Texas in uh, what's now 5A. Yeah. That's not big a time. big deal. Golly. No That's playing in front of like 40,000 people. Like how many people, I'm going to throw a number 10, on it, but how many people? 10,000, 12, 10 to 15,000. So still, golly, man. More people That's than I ever time. played in front of. <laughs> That's big time. Uh, Nick, uh, religion. Is that before or after? Like, I still think one of my favorite moments, moments of you and I podcasting together over the last like four years, however long it's mm-hmm. been was when we were with the Chiefs and in, in the trenches and Dave Tobe came and said, Hey, do you remember blowing me off when I was at the university of Missouri and was recruiting you so talk for context, Dave Tobe back at the university of Missouri, when he was there recruited yep. a young Nick Leckie and Nick mm-hmm. zero interest in the university of Missouri. I was interested. Don't get it twisted. He just scared the, the hell out of me. He's a he's a pretty intimidating. What year was that? What year were you? Nineteen ninety nine. Okay, Mizzou wasn't very good then. They were not good at all. <laughs> they were not oh, good. I just I wish I had it on camera of Nick's face when it was just like that. Oh, like you just went back to being like the eighteen year old kid, like who's like I don't really want to. Yeah. play. I'll go wherever you say, man. <laughs> Tucker, think way back to like three years ago. Yeah, to your favorite like high school football story. Hmm. Well, I think that, that my senior season was just was just a really fun one because that's was like the moment I was re- I realized I was like, oh, like I could actually like physically like do stuff to people. And I think that's, you know, like it always takes the people a little bit to like grow into their body and be like, oh, like I can. I still don't actually know how strong I am. Sometimes I get in trouble with that when I, you know, just like messing around. I'll break something i'll be like i didn't know i could do that um but it's like a bull in a china cabinet is basically what i am but i think that like kind <laughs> of when i realized that people i saw yeah. pancaking people on that play but but honestly we we had one i think it was like senior night we played this school that was like just like not very good i'm pretty sure it was concordia so sorry to anyone who went to concordia no, they not. came all the way to trenton trenton missouri we beat them like 72 to like nothing i think i think that we blanked them um and we i we only played like the first half and the first play of the game was like a so we ran the the triple option we ran outside veer inside and outside veer so the first play was quarterback keeper on the outside edge and i can remember lighting a kid up and that's that play is actually on my my huddle my yeah. huddle highlight and and i light this kid up and it the quarterback just like goes around yeah but uh those were always the good ones we had a couple close games but yeah my senior year of football is probably you know kind of kind of peak it had some had some opportunity to play football elsewhere but said not to i love it nick Still, i need this content of you breaking it down i don't care like i, I don't care when this, it happens I we need so to get bad. this one i because i because tucker right now is wearing the slickest hoodie ever i can't it's like it's got like a villain it's got like yeah. a villain collar like like yeah. the got it yeah, at not a hoodie yeah it's like a collar it's like mm-hmm. i can't get over it and then huck and then and then Tucker blowing up people. 
on uh, on outside veer end around, and you went for you went for six on the first play. Yeah, I think I think the ball was at like the between the twenty and thirty yard line of our own twenty and thirty, and then we went the whole way for a touchdown. Yeah, that's a statement. Nice first yeah. play of the game lights you first up, play. man. Lead the way, Tucker got two pancake blocks, perfect yeah. footwork. See. Did did you ever do? But I'm gonna find you. Did you ever mm-hmm. do the figure skater to a a, a running back or a quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Where they jump into your hands. <laughs> we used to find people for doing the figure skater, uh, but it's it's common now in college. I, I hate it. To is. Do it. It's common. No. I don't like that. It's like, what do you guys punish do? jumpers? Here's the thing: is is I, I, I'm five eight on a good day. Okay. So like, so a lot of people, a lot of like our running back was bigger than me, and so like if if I came and he was gonna jump up into my arms, I'd be the one jumping <laughs> into his arms. Is what it would have to be. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. It's mine's not going to be nearly as cool as because you guys seem to be pretty good. I know Tucker, you had like you know options to go play in college, even though you were vertically challenged. You still had like options to go play football in college, and Nick, obviously, you were good. I was not a good football player, but I had a handful of like really good plays in football. So it's like I can look back on those plays, be like, hey, I contributed. Uh, My sophomore year, we were. Uh, at Blue Valley High School, we were undefeated. We ended up winning state championship. So I've got a ring. You say I was a state champion football player. Uh, I was a punter as a sophomore. Uh, we had 19, 19 senior starters uh, my sophomore year. The quarterback was a junior. His name was John McCormick. He was a stud. Uh, and then we had a defensive lineman who ended up going and playing in college at KU, and he was really good. And then we had a sophomore uh, offensive lineman who went to air force and played football. He was good. Uh, but anyway, a bunch of seniors, a bunch of leaders, a bunch of like, you didn't as a sophomore, it was just like, don't screw up. Like, don't let people down. It wasn't like you felt a part of it in that way. It was just like, don't screw this up for us. And so terrified the entire time as a sophomore punter, but played blue Valley Northwest in districts. We were up, I mean, we were up three to nothing in the fourth quarter was maybe like six minutes left, um, six or seven minutes left. In about 10 years, I'm going to say there's like 40 seconds left in this game. That's what the story is going to turn into. But anyway, I was punting out of the, the end zone. It, had, it wasn't raining at the time, but it feels kind of crappy conditions. And I think I punted the ball like 55 yards. Like I turned it over and like punting out of the end zone on fourth down, like turned it over. A uh, guy that was a sophomore actually grew up playing it, and Pat Roberts caught it, fell down on like the opposite. I think it was like 42-yard line. They went down like 30 yards, missed the field goal. We won the game, ended up going on and winning state. And that punt in it uh, got into like the highlight film, like the postseason, like state oh, champion highlight yeah. film. That that punt was in it. It was a big deal. Like as far as punts go, my entire high school football career is basically boiled down to that punt. But there are people like athletic director Steve Harms, the old football coach at Blue Northwest. I see him now like he brings up that punt. He's like, we were good because they were like undefeated. They were like undefeated too. Like it was a huge game between like a bunch of seniors and a bunch of leaders. And here I am this like terrible, like baseball player who punts. And it was like running out there and like looking at all the seniors, like just catch the ball. It's all I was like, just catch the ball and let muscle memory take over. And I kicked the shit out of that ball. Blasted um, it. Love that. No one ever brings it. up punts and he bring, brings up punts. That's amazing, BJ. Mm-hmm. That's, a real, and it's a That's all I got. One. You, hey, you may, it, takes, it takes everyone, the bottom part of the roster, to contribute to championships, BJ. You did your job when you needed to do your job. Listen, I yep. I have takes like that. I was a relief pitcher on a national championship team in college. Like, I've been the quintessential, like, 
small piece to something really cool and important like my entire life. Like I just want to be a part of something bigger. It takes a And I've been around mm-hmm. good teams in the Super Bowl. Zero effect on that, but I got to got it up close, <laughs> got an up close view of that. It got to connect fans to some stories, I guess. But uh yeah. Anyway. Love it. Final okay. thoughts before we let everybody go. Again, appreciate everybody that's tuned in live, watched on YouTube or the Twitch, any of the streams, and then obviously anybody that's listening on Apple Podcasts, please uh, subscribe, rate, review. Let us know what you think of all of this and let us know if you want us to touch on other things you like the show, hate the show, let us know what you're thinking. Nick, what do you got for us before we let everybody go and uh, get ready for this holiday little mini break? I wish you would have said non-football high school highlights because the true highlight of my high school – was winning state my senior year after going out in late January just to stay in shape um, for K-State and to get some points maybe. And went 20-0, and 0, and I pinned the guy in the state finals, minute 37. Wow. Ooh, let's go. That was my favorite ever. You're the heavyweight. <laughs> Bro, I had to cut weight to get down to 277. <laughs> 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 Like only have like cut away. boss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my. I was, love it. Tucker, yeah. what do you got for us? You're gonna get me off. I was gonna wrestle in high school. I would have been like the only heavyweight in like our whole like class, right? Really? So I like probably could have skated, but no, I I played basketball instead. Um, awful it. basketball player, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not a very good at basketball. But anyway, um. I'm ready for COVID to be over. You guys know that by now, but I'm, I'm ready to spend some, some holiday cheer. You know, I got the five farms mug right here. I've been okay. drinking five farms and, and hot cocoa. Golly, you can't beat that. That's, that's been my favorite combination. I'm actually out of five farms right now because I've drank two bottles of it. Um, so just good thing the for you, Tucker. We, we know hot or cold. Hot or cold. load. Hot or cold. Farms is- uh, cold. And, but like I, I, it goes in the hot chocolate cold. Kind of evens it out, you know. Mm-hmm. You drink hot chocolate cold? No, 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 no. I thought he was asking if my my five farms was hot or cold. Yeah, but no, is it a hot drink? You're pouring. Oh, yeah. hot drink. Yeah, but I but I use the the Irish cream to level it out. So I make the hot chocolate like scorching hot. Okay. And then like I, depending on how cold I want it, I just keep adding more Irish cream. You heat up the ice cubes. <laughs> like... <laughs> You guys, neither one. Somebody no, please respond in the comments that they that. understand that. Is that reference. a heavyweight comment? You know, I've never seen that. No, yet. but you're very, very. You're born. in the right genre. Tucker wasn't of, born yet when heavyweight came. <laughs> you're in the right genre of sports movies and time period. That is uh, rookie of the year. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I don't you watch seen rookie of the year. Henry Henry Rowan Gartner. No, I don't. Know. Daniel Stern. We heat up. Never mind. Somebody please respond in comments or tag me. On social media and let him know that he needs to understand some of these youth sports movie references. Sports movies. We are going to be doing a heavyweights watch party um, sometime in January. That's going to happen. First reaction. I'll do a first reaction. I won't watch it until then. Ben Stiller. Be a second screen watch party. uh, So I'll get in trouble. But yeah, we'll do something. Thank you, Danny. Yes, rookie of the year. Danny. Danny and I are the same. Anyway, thank you, everybody. Get, we'll let everybody get back to their day we appreciate you letting us distract you for a little while uh here around the holidays you guys everybody out there chiefs kingdom and few steelers fans that are looking for some ammo to get upset about we appreciate you for listening to this episode have a great holiday break merry christmas to you guys and your families 
And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys after the game. Nick, take us home. Oh, I'll, I'll take us home. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.